time to get busy. Like we always do about this time. It's the Bigs. Here comes Stafford. And he's picked off. And it's going the distance. Eddie Jackson for the fifth time in his young career has a touchdown. You already know what time it is. It's the Bigs. A drive the other way. It's going to go. Cubs lead. Number 11 for Javi. Officially rocking with the Bigs. Tim crushes this ball. He throws the bat. The ball goes flying. It is gone. Two nothing socks. It's us, the Bigs. Levine. Oh, my goodness, Zach get Levine. Up or get out the way. Woo. You're rocking with the Bigs. Right here on the Bigs Radio Network. What's going on, man? Y'all already know what time it is, man. When you hear me in the building, when you hear T-Tom on the other side, you already know you rocking with the bigs, baby. Absolutely. You are officially rocking with the bigs. New things kicking off a new month, man. May is going to be real big for the bigs. Kicking it off with a new podcast, but as always, you are rocking with the bigs. I'm your man, T-Tom. You already know my partner needs no introduction. And we coming to do what we do. Without further ado... Let's dive straight into it, man. We want to go ahead and kick it off. Let's try to go ahead and talk about the Bulls, man, because they tried to sneak some news right under the door past us this past Friday. If you've been paying attention, uh, Boylan, Jim Boylan, uh, Bulls coach who took over for Freddie Hoiberg in the middle of the season last year, just got an extension. All right, so we're going to kick off a new segment. Basically, the same question that we all ask ourselves when we start to talk about the Bulls, man. And it's what the hell are the Bulls doing? A.K.A. bullshit. <laughs> so, so Gene, tell me, what the hell are the Bulls doing? They just gave our man Jim Boylan an extension. Of course, they sent out a press release with, with a bunch of stuff that John Paxson had to say about Jim Boylan, and we'll get to that in a second. But, you know, I want to know what you think about all of this. Well, you know my personal feelings, man. Personally, I really do. I like Jim Boylan. I think he's uh, a great guy. We've asked countless people about Jim Boylan, Steph Hanna, guys who've played for for Jim, you know, guys who've been part of his system from San Antonio to the Bulls way back in college at Michigan State. And everybody pretty much they have the same thing to say about his passion. He really loves the game. He's uh he really loves his players and I'm hoping most coaches really love their players because, Period. you know, that's that's a prerequisite exactly. for coaching, I if you ask me. I hope that you love it, you know, what you do. I hope you have a passion for it. Yeah, but you. but personally, I do I do like Jim Boylan. Again, I like his passion. I like the, uh, you know, his in-depthness. I like how he really likes to take players one by one and give them his full attention. Business-wise, come on now, brother. <laughs> Let's be real here, man. Okay. Now, now, personally, like you said, we'll touch on that for a second. We both know Jim Boylan is a good guy. Uh, we we both have had the chance to uh, to get to know him on on a small level in the, the back hallways of the UC, whether it be when he was an assistant coach for Fred Hoiberg, making sure that we ate before we left. Man, Coach Jimmy Boyer makes sure his guys have plates after the game. Oh, man, you guys hungry? Here, take this. It's like, man, that's my boy, man. Exactly. He's a real personable dude, and when you have an encounter with him, he definitely makes sure that, you know, you you get an idea of what kind of man he is. Right now, when you're talking about making him the head coach of your bas- of your young basketball team, a team that's rebuilding. You know what I mean? And one thing that the Bulls didn't touch on in the press release that they released when they announced that they gave him an extension, they didn't say what his record was in uh, his time. You know, after after he took over for Fred, what they did say is everything you just said. Oh, we worked for for Greg Popovich. He's a a disciple of Rudy Tom John, you know Tomovich, or we we'll edit that one. But Rudy T, uh, Rudy T, <laughs> the dude that got punched in the face. That yeah, time. yeah, yeah, him. But it's like, okay, are we just going to? Are they just going to feed us buzzwords when it comes to Jim Boylan? They don't want us to pay attention to the fine print because those games were horrible. You know, it was a point. Um, and, the, you know, the early on when he took over, it's like, okay, is Fred Hoiberg better than this dude? You know yeah, what I mean? yeah, he was, actually. And we can't forget that they almost flipped the table on him. They had people trying to say, I'm not coming to practice. Fuck this. Well, you know, what, what is he on 
about to have us run suicides. What, you know, what, what is this guy on? Likely an Army ROTC or something, man. Exactly, and, and I think that, well, I don't think that the Bulls have fully, you know, made fans feel comfortable with, you know, when it comes to feeling like this guy's the guy that's going to take your team to the next level. Well, you know expe- I mean? especially when you're, like you said, you're rebuilding, man. So it's like, why wouldn't they go through the proper protocol of going through a coaching search, man? Going and mm. finding three or four or five coaches who could possibly fit the mold of guys. Monty Williams was out there. Uh, all type of guys out there. But you already know how I feel, man. They don't hire black coaches. I so. mean, you look at their uh, their track record and what all I see is Bill Cartwright. Yeah, right. That's because he was a member of them first three. Exactly. Find me somebody that, that doesn't have a background with the Bulls. And you almost have to look at their organization and think that. They just let go of Randy Brown. Uh, Pete Myers came uh, when MJ left, and he's pretty much been there ever since. And then who else? You tell me. Vinny D, Tibbs. Skiles. Sky Skiles. Thibodeau. And a lot of no these way. guys, they – Fell out with him, ended up hating each other's guts, wanted to fight each other before they left. You know what I mean? So I'm worried that this is just the Bulls getting ready to suck the life out of another coach. Of course they are, man. This is the the road to uh, regulation. That's my that's my hashtag. The Bulls, a.k.a. the road to regulation, man. Mediocrity is in our future, if even that. I'm feeling like, what was Jimmy Boyd's record? 17 and 41 last yeah, he, year? He definitely didn't touch 20 wins. Come on, man. You know what I mean? And he... Of course, he had injuries, and I'm sure the boys are going to play that up to death. They're going to make sure that they remind everybody, hey, look, our players get hurt a lot. That John Paxson fluff that he sent, that he serves us up every press conference, it's like, bro, we're so tired of hearing that, man. And it's like, but you put no onus on the on the training staff. It's everybody else's fault but theirs. Then you bring back Chip Schaefer, who was here in the 90s. It's like, man, what are these guys doing, man? Like, seriously. No, I'm worried about my guys in the madhouse on Madison right now, even though they have – the draft lottery next Tuesday, of course, everybody wants Zion, but I'm like, okay, is Zion in good hands if he comes to the Bulls? You feel me? Is is this a place where he can flourish, or are we turning into what the Sacramento Kings have been for so long? Where oh, we've seen Come on. young talent go there and just rock. Come on, bro. You feel me? We couldn't handle D-Rose. We couldn't hand, handle Jimmy Butler. We're in the middle of trying to make sure that we, we couldn't handle D-Wade. Right. We couldn't handle... Uh, Bobby Portis, right. you know, he was punching Nico in his face. You saw breaking, what you, breaking his nose. You saw, and then you know, I talked to Jabari for like forty-five minutes at that CPS semifinal. He had absolutely nothing good to say about them. And true enough, he didn't he didn't kick it off right himself by making that dumb comment about getting paid to not play defense. But on the other side, I feel him because he said he was never given a fair shake from the beginning. And, again, I could go on and on, but Jabari had 30 minutes of all just t- t- lots of slander. Absolutely, because I, I damn near forgot that Jabari was even on the Bulls. I wow. was about to skip right over his name in terms of, of players that, you know, have come here and been trash, but, you know, or, or have had trash relationships with the front office. Right. But Jabari damn near has to go to the top of that list. Uh, but back, you know, to to Jim Boylan and everything, I think you hit the nail on the head, bro. If you care about your players, and I think you at least have to do the due diligence and perform a coaching search to let them know that I'm looking for the best person uh, that's going to help you guys develop and become the best players you guys can be. If they keep digging from in-house without any type of competition, any type of anything to, as far as measuring what you want your head coach to be, I think they're going to forever be, you know, having problems with developing players. We're going to have early issues in the season with players wanting to push back against what's going on. Mm. It's like that, you know, the definition of insanity, man. They keep trying the same thing over and over, think and we're gonna get a the different, same results. Yeah, how the hell you think you're going to get a different result, man? It's, it's ridiculous, man. And, and in my opinion, again, you get Jim Boylan, what is it, a three-year deal? They get to pay him pennies. And then that's pocket change for Mike Reinsdorf, Jerry, Pax, and the rest of those guys, man. Exactly. They get to smile and pay pick, uh, play pickup games with us. You know, they get to stay doing that. So, <sighs> Jay, man, that's, what the hell are the Bulls doing, bro? I think we, that's, that, go, go, uh, that goes ahead and wraps it up. And... Bullshit, man. <laughs> the, mo- the road to mediocrity, man, the road to regulation, I see it coming. Zach Levine thinks he's Kobe Bryant. 
Um, Zion Williamson, if we get the – you know our luck. We had we had our luck. We got the number one pick with D-Rose. What was that, 07, 08? Yes, sir. So what's this, 19, 11 years? Nah, we'll probably get the number six pick this year. And there's no telling who the hell that's going to bring because I know that, like the Bulls front office, I'm hoping Zion falls in their lap. Yeah, I mean, that's that's really our best bet out of mediocrity, out of basketball hell. So, exactly. So, no Zion Williamson. Who's next? Ja Morant? Yeah, we talk about this because after Zion, you really have to talk about, you know, what type of player the Bulls want. And when it comes to Ja, I love what I saw from him in college. I love what I saw from him in the NCAA tournament. He just called himself a point guard. And, and put the emphasis on God, but he's never – He's never squared up against Dame Lillard. Dame Lillard. He hasn't squared up against Steph. Hasn't squared up against Russell Westbrook. Pat Pat Bev, for the matter. He hasn't squared up against Pat Bev, a dude that's gonna want to rip his heart out. As hey Pat. Lazo. Hey Pat. Come on to the crib, man. We got a we got ten mil for you. Come on to the land, man. Come on. Come on. Rep that West Side, man. I'm telling you, we need somebody like him on the roster. Uh, but Ja, you know, I'm I'm kind of looking at the Bulls' history. We did our thing with D Rose, uh, six three point guard. We're wondering if a point guard leading the team can can get to a, a place where they're considered a championship caliber team. Mm-hmm. And I'm at a point where I'm willing to take a chance on a guy like R.J. Barrett over John Morant simply because of some of the measurements. I, I, yeah. it's, and it's a new day. It's a new NBA. Nowadays, the point guard is more of a scoring guard. Even though the Bulls really need some uh, a passing, they have no one on the team that can pass. And I think that would do Zach Levine, Laurie, and those guys who they think are the next, you know, the next coming. I think that would be perfect for them. So John Moran would – I think John Moran would fit, but I'm with you. I always thought R.J. Barrett would be a much better pro player than he was at Duke. And exactly. he still was putting up 30 at Duke. And that's my point. I don't think he uh, – I don't think he did anything to to make me feel like he's any less of a player that he was coming into college. Uh-huh. I think that playing with Zion, him still getting his buckets – was huge as far as what I think he can do in the league on the next level. So no, I agree with you 100%, man. After Zion, it's a toss-up, man. I wouldn't be mad at John Morant. I wouldn't be mad at R.J. Barrett. I might be mad at a guy like Cam Reddish. I may be mad at a guy like Jared Culver. Uh, you may have to go ahead and, and bow me out if we end up with a fifth or sixth pick because I'm like, these guys can't even tank right. We can't get a top three pick. I'm going to end up thinking about these games during the regular season where we won games that yep. we shouldn't have won. Yep. You know what I mean? And that's the type of shit the Bulls will, will make you feel. It's like, are we tanking? Are we trying to get the best player we could possibly get? Or are we worrying about winning? Do wins matter? You know who else might be decent for the Bulls, though, if they do fall to one of those lower picks and Reddish and Jai and Zion are gone? Darius Garland. Okay. I like Darius Garland. He was he was a very, very high prospect coming out of high school. He did pretty good at Vanderbilt, man. So it's really all about these dra- pre-draft workouts, pre-draft camps, and you get to play against guys that are, your, you know, your level of competition, and then you get to separate yourself. And I think Darius Garland has a little bit of Dame Lillard in him. He has to, yeah. he, you know, he can, he can put on a little bit of weight. Uh, like you said, a lot of these guys, they have to face NBA-caliber competition before we can even think about them going up against Steph, Russ, and Dame and stuff, and guys like that. But I do like Darius Garland. So it could be interesting, man. But if we fall between three and six, there's still some some work to be done. But Now, that Darius Garland is a player I definitely thought, you know, you would have eyes for because of the Dame-Lilly comparisons. I know how you feel mm-hmm. about our man video game Dame. Uh, but also, man, that's that's the type of player these guys need. They need a basketball purist. They need a dude that's just gonna go out, that's just gonna go out there and go crazy on the court. No, nah, that's real. You feel me? They got a bunch of young players that that still have some things to prove. But the right young guy can definitely get these guys on track to to get back to a level where we don't have to say they're aiming for mediocrity. You feel me? Pat Bev comes to the crib, man. Hey, Pat Bev got a, a nice taste of, of what it means to play some meaningful basketball, and he. You already know what he's bringing to the table. The Bulls can use that that grit. You and feel Jim, me? And he fits the piece of perfect fit for what Jim Boylan loves. Oh, Jim Boylan would love this man. John Paxson said at the presser at the at the end of the year press conference that they were really going the opposite way. They said he said they love Derek. That he's got an open door policy to come work out at Advocate whenever he wants. But 
Um, yeah, they're going the opposite way. And I and then the fans and the media and whoever else, they don't deserve D Rose back here. The only way I would see D Rose back here is for a ten day contract for them to be able to put his jersey in the rafters, man. That's it. I can it. dig that because I definitely feel like the fans don't know what they want right. when it comes to Derrick Rose. I think they miss the excitement that he brought to the team, but I don't think they miss Derrick Rose. And after seeing that that documentary, I was conflicted, bro. You know how I felt. Mm-hmm. A big part of me was like, we need this back. We need the man D. Rose back in the Bulls jersey. He needs to be rocking number one. He needs to finish his career on the west side of Chicago at the United Center. But then I start to think about, okay, but you know, how is it going to work with management and that you know trying to mend that relationship right. that was broken, which is why they traded him. And what about the relationship with the fans? Right. Well, we've already witnessed how you know, how whack they can be, how quick they can turn on them. And I'm like, does Derrick Rose even need to be a part of something like that? And it's a new D. Rose. Exactly. This ain't the 21-year-old that'll run. It's definitely run a his, more mature his, D. Rose. Yeah, the, the 21-year-old, youngest rookie, youngest MVP of the league that'll put his head through a brick wall for these people. This ain't the same guy, man. This is a guy that is on the hunt uh, for some hardware, man. We've we seen uh, the money go as far as um, – the numbers go as far as NBA contracts and everything. He's mm-hmm. getting a league minimum. Uh, he's had a year where I think you can expect him to get paid more than that, but I think this is an opportunity for him to end up on a, a team with a championship dream. You and me? remember, we talked to him after that 50-point game. A couple may have been two or three games after he dropped that 50-piece spicy on those people. Yeah, he was, he was in Chicago a couple of games after that. Yeah, game. and we asked him. You know, basically, man, what you know, what's your free agency going to be about this summer? He said. I'm definitely not missing out on the money. And he said he definitely wants to play for a contender. His 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 exact quote was, man, I ain't missing out on shit. So count the bulls out. Count the bulls out. Go they ahead and throw in the towel. Throw in the towel, man. No moss. You know, because they definitely ain't contending for nothing. And they definitely not dropping that bag for a guy that averaged 18 and 6 off the oak. So kiss those dreams. Goodbye, my brother. Sorry, Chicago. I'm, I'm with y'all on that one, man. I wish it could have worked out a way. Uh, for the for Derrick Rose to end up back on the Bulls, but no, we don't really want that man. We don't want our hearts broken again. We don't want you know to to do what we did. It's like a girlfriend where you like, okay, we had a good time. Let's just cut our it. losses, man. Let's it's just a rizzle. We can re- just remember the good times. Reynolds rap, but you gotta bounce. You gotta stay away. Holla. So next Tuesday, it's the day that a lot of the trash teams in the league been waiting on, bro. It's the, the who was the most <laughs> trash team in the league this year, the Knicks or the Suns? The the Suns were pretty damn terrible. I Number think, one pick last year, Derek. You know, Devin Booker coming in with another year under his belt, and they still didn't touch twenty wins, bro. Yeah, it's ugly in Phoenix. Who just took that job? Monty Williams? Monty Williams is going over there to try to, to mend things up over there, but Phoenix man, got some issues. Man, come on, Monty. Uh, that bread, that paper trail must have been looking super decent because ain't no way in hell I'm taking that job. Well, you got the beautiful weather in Phoenix. You, True. You know that the, the guys care about that, that more that than works. people know. That works. You got Devin Booker, who who knows how long he's going to be uh, he in got Phoenix. Ro- he got to rotate. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Aiden is cold. Exactly. They, yeah. You didn't hear his name a lot last season, but that could be a good thing. I like TJ Warren. Too. I like TJ yeah. Warren. I like man. I like a lot of those guys, but the kid again, from Kansas over there. But I heard he was a problem. Josh Jackson. They said Josh Jackson wasn't showing up to team functions and stuff like that. See, that's where it gets tricky. There's something going on like that. If a young guy like that ain't showing up to team functions, then it's like we got to read between the lines. Man. That's why Monty Williams is going to be a good guy. Over True. There. He's going to make sure those young guys are on point. True. That, that handle the business that they need to handle to stay in the league. You don't want the outside stuff to be a problem. And Monty Williams is going to take care of that. Uh, but definitely, man, the, the Knicks are in that conversation. Uh, they made a big trade to get Kristaps out of there and bring in uh, Dennis Smith Jr. from the Mavericks. And, of course, you know, everybody behind the scenes on Twitter, Facebook, swears to their moms that KD is going there. Oh, I'm calling it here. You heard it here first. KD, well, I told y'all in, in March. Been running that. KD and Kyrie to New York is big business. You know, you got to be plugged out here, man. 
And that's all I'm going to say about that. So the exactly. Knicks are looking decent. The Knicks are looking decent. All right, Gene Stradamus, we got a, a, a low-key prediction coming. We, so I'm waiting on that KD news. Zion, if the Knicks could get the number one pick, <sighs> Zion, KD, Kyrie, it's looking decent over there. No, they're not. They, no, they, they, that, that would be so Knicks for them to reload with Kyrie and KD and still not win the East. Okay? That would be tragic. Okay. Uh, but first, man, we got to kind of back it up because there's new things going on with the draft lottery. We know uh, that before you used to just, you know, be able to lose your way to the top pick right, in the draft. Right. And, you know, you, you go from there. But this time, the top three have the same percentage and chance to win the number one pick. Uh, four through six have a different chance and so on and so on. Right. So a lot of these teams that have been terrible for the last couple of years, now we're on the same ground. You feel me? It's really no heads up. It's really just going to be the luck of the draw who ends up with Zion this year, right? Mm. So it, it it's almost like a team like the Suns, a team like the Knicks, the Cavs, the Bulls, you guys have to start caring a little more. You know what I mean? This is putting the emphasis on the fact that these guys need to stop being so fucking trash. You feel me? Well... I don't know about that. I, I see trash in these guys' future for the next couple of years. Unless outside of the KD and uh, Kyrie, the New York situation, I still see trash. So you don't think it's a, a, a top three player in the draft that no. can significantly significantly no. affect the team that's not named Zion? No. I think Zion will affect any team that he goes to through the box office. On the court, that's yet we again, like we said, you got to face NBA competition. You're not just going to be dunking on fools like he was doing at Duke. Player development is going to be key in Zion, and and depending on where he ends up, you know. So I, I'm I'm interested to see whoever do you pick, whoever's number one. Do you just go, you go Zion regardless of what what you need? This is definitely one of those years where you know who the number one pick is going to be. Okay. It's like whoever gets the number one pick uh, on Tuesday, they need to just break out the break Zion Break out the jersey, Zion jersey, okay. Put him on sale immediately okay. because it's going down. You no, know what I mean? I, Unless I, he – I mean, even if he gets hurt before the draft, you can probably still see him getting picked. You no, know what I mean? I agree with that. It's a no-brainer. But I still see trash. If Zion goes to Cleveland, trash. If Zion goes to Atlanta, Trash. But you know what? I, I like what we saw out of Atlanta. Yeah, man, I, I liked, liked Yeah, I like what we saw at our man yeah. Trey. Oh, I liked. A three seed in the East with Zion. I think Atlanta. That's that's has the best okay. chance of if they get Zion being a lot better immediately. You feel me? They have that young team. They have a coach. They were pretty that trash. The though, system. Right? Well, they they had a stint where they were. You were looking at them like, okay, they got. What some was players. their final record? They ended up in the in the bottom three. Trash. You feel me? Trash. They were better than the or were they four? Because I think the Bulls. That's trash. The Bulls were and the and the Atlanta Hawks were battling the for that Bulls, third or fourth scene. The Hawks, the Knicks, and the Suns. The Hawks were twenty nine and fifty three. That's trash. Twenty nine and fifty three. They went off of thirty that wins. That is to to have that kind of season with as young as their core is and a brand new coach. Man, what was the eighth seed? That, what was the eighth seed in the East what's, record? What is, uh, Detroit with 49 and 49. The bottom trash. The bottom of the East is trash. But hey, there you, we go. When you cut that line off with teams that didn't make the playoffs, Atlanta probably had as best a season as they could possibly have. You I agree me? with that, but that was still trash. It's trash. Th- thank you. No, 100%. It's trash. Thank you. You end up where they ended up is trash. Thank you. But that arrow is pointing up. No, the arrow is pointing up. I I will give you guys that. The only discrepancy I have is I think Indiana, uh, when they get Victor Oladipo back, back, they'll be, you know, they'll be able to stay where they are. They made the playoffs, got up out of there quick, but you kind of knew that was the magic made the offs, man. You know, trash. I, I couldn't tell you anything that they did this past season when I saw that they ended up in the offs. I'm like, what the hell? Wow. So so folks was the difference maker over there for the Yeah, bench? on the bench. Aaron Gordon thought he was Blake Griffin. Exactly. Uh Aaron who who do they have, man? They got the Oh, they got Vooch. They, they do got Vooch. Okay. I I see him on I see him on the on the trade block. Is he a, or is he a free agent? Yeah, they, uh, I see him out of there. Oh boy from the Spurs. Jonathan Simmons. Jonathan Simmons is over there. Okay. 
what's the foreign guy? Ev is Ev, not Evan. What's Fournier? Yeah, Evan Fournier. 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 See that that but see now that is where the East is as far as young players that are coming into their own. Okay, it's it's swinging. You feel me? Okay, Atlanta's climbing. Trash. Teams like Chicago. Trash. Teams like New York are trying. The game has changed where, you know, the East was the tough division where you you come to the hole, we knock you down. And it was all about defense in the East. Now the tide turned. And even though San Antonio kind of had a little bit of both, you know, they had Tony, Tim, Manu, and those guys offensively, but they also had Bruce Bowen and Steven Jackson and guys like that who could kind of balance it out. But then once those guys kind of left and Kobe, you know, it became a Kobe world. Once Shaq went to the East and he was kind of on his second leg and, it, it, you know, the West, like you said, it was their run. So now it turned into it was up and down, up and down, up and down. And I think that's where the game is now. Like that's why James Harden, no disrespect to Jimmy, because I like James Harden, but it's his world, especially if he can take two extra steps. Of course, he's unguardable. And he's gonna average forty a game, but like you said, that's the that's the biggest difference in my eyes. That it's just catered more to that Western Conference style of basketball now. So until the NBA can can find a balance, I know it's all about uh, entertainment and and scoring. True. Nobody wants to see guys, you know, getting knocked to the floor and you know heads busted and all of that. But I think that's the biggest difference in it. Period. You know what, man? I think it's a little simpler than that. Mm. It's a superstar league. True. The East has to find a way to to flee some of these superstars away from the West mm. and put them on teams in the East. You've seen Toronto do it with Kawhi Leonard. You got a couple of homegrown, you know, potential superstars and the Greek freak with, with Milwaukee. True. But that's why the talk of Kevin Durant leaving the Warriors and going to New York is so big because that's how it's going to have to be done. They're going to have to pluck some of these guys like a Kevin Durant, like an Anthony Davis. Right. And put them on teams in the East because – I think when you look at the big picture, you see some of these up-and-coming teams. The biggest superstars in the league right now are on Eastern Conference, Eastern Conference teams. You got Kawhi, who's entering his prime on the Toronto Raptors and could possibly stay there. We know he's facing a big decision in the summer on where he's going to go. But if, he's, if he decides to stay on the East, score that for the Eastern Conference. Right. The Greek freak in them get to the Eastern Conference Finals, that's a signal of a, of a guard change because everybody was counting them out. Uh, people like Kyrie Irving and everything who we're seeing are not necessarily the difference makers we thought they were. You know, they're going to have to replace them with difference makers. We heard, we know how Danny Ainge gets downs in the East. Is Anthony Davis, you know, just waiting to pack his bags and go to the East Coast? I doubt it. You don't think that the Celtics are waiting to put a package up? AD ain't trying to go to Boston, man. AD is full West Coast, man. I'm trying to tee up, trying to get up and down. It's still, but like you said, I do agree with that. I do agree with that. But do, but do you still see Toronto? They win with defense at the end of the Half day. Half court game, you know, hundred percent. So I still think that's t- uh, trash. Philly is trash. Philly, but they've constructed their team to how you want your team to look. They got four big players. But the, and again. Defense, Jimmy Butler, yeah, Joel Embiid, Ben, so, even Tobias, Tobias, Tobias mm-hmm. even Ben Sim, B E E N, Ben Simmons. It's crazy because Ben is probably the worst out of that four. Ben is, but when you have a player like Joel Embiid, he's got to win with defense though. He doesn't win with offense. He has to be like Hakeem the Dream and win defensively. Did you see him spinning from the three point line? That's not gonna to win. The a, that's not gonna win a ship though. They're going to win a ship with him being a defender, like the dream. It's not going to win a ship for him yet. You feel me? He's still learning the game. And, I agree. And the way that he looks, guys like uh, the Greek freak, early on, in, you know, as far as they play playoff experience goes, but they are seeing a lot of success right now. That's true. And it's because they just are those freakish athletes that every once in a while, you just players that you can't do nothing about. I agree with that. You feel me? I think Joel Embiid, and he had a huff game. I don't like to see him shoot less than 10 times. We, we saw him lose because Jimmy Butler's taking 20 shots and Joel Embiid's taking 12. It needs to flip. But those are the teams, Joe. Philly, Trash. Milwaukee, the Greek freak is two, in Toronto, one, two, three, Kawhi. in the league, not just the Eastern Conference for years to come. Right. You no, know? I agree with that. I think the Greek freak is 
a one you know a once in a lifetime type of talent. Mm-hmm. Joel and B, yeah, all right. That's how I feel about Joel and B. Give me Jokic. He got to prove it to you. Give me Jokic. And, and Jokic has been doing this thing. I, you know, I don't want to take nothing away from what the Nuggets have been doing. Right. Give me Jokic. But that Philly team is is trash. Is, they out of here. Toronto uh, is gonna put them people to rest, man. And we got a you know it's a lot of series left. I think that's going seven. I think that's going seven for sure. That's I, one no, that you can I, I hang can feel seven that. on. I can feel that. But with Joel and B having gastroenteritis and all of these problems, which he's had all his career, That's done, true. done, man. You get no sympathy. I give professional athletes no sympathy, man. Oh no, you got to be out there and ready to go. And he gets none from me. I'm not feeling Joel and B, especially with his trash talk. Y'all remember all that? Tra- he been talking trash, making fun of Marks all season. Now, now what? Where you at, brother? I don't have no problem with it. I love it. That's why he's going home I, in a fan. I love Joel Embiid, you know, putting his money where his mouth is because he usually lives up to it. Nah, man. You ain't been here long enough to put his money where his mouth is. You need to shut up and They hoop. was in the Eastern Conference Finals and last year. And took a L. But they, they could be heading right back. Back home to Philly. You can say that about Toronto. Kawhi stacking forty on Jimmy the G. Uh, and who who at the Toronto who at the Kawhi in Toronto is gonna do it? Marcus Saul? You think what what is he gonna do with jo- uh, Joel Embiid in Game Six and Seven when he's tired as fuck and Joel Embiid just caught his second win? Joel Embiid ain't even playing tonight. I'm he's doubtful. Mark Marcus is sitting there in his glory like mm-hmm, I told y'all. That game, whatever the, the injuries and all the doubtful stuff that goes out the window and all. You seen homie. Uh, from Toronto was doubtful for for two for two days Siakam. in between. Yeah, and well started. he African, so you know that wasn't. <laughs> Where hey, Joel and be from? I don't know Cameroon. <laughs> yeah, like that ain't that ain't African. Nah, that ain't that ain't African. No, it's personal with me and Joel and B, man. You already know how I feel, man. You got to earn your stripes first, man. I'm from the old school. You don't talk. You let the work show, like my boy Jay Small sixty seven on Twitter I tell you. Let the work show. And Joel Embiid is super talented. He got all of that. But I don't like I don't like guys who run off at the mouth and they ain't done nothing yet. That's how I feel. Ben Simmons needs to step up. Tobias Harris, hey, whatever. Jimmy Buckets, we told we told y'all what Jimmy was about when he was here. So I can't wait for them guys to go home and offend, man. We'll see, man, because I they've been answering. Toronto's every move and Kawhi got to put up forty. What are, what is to it? To get a couple, is it two one now? Two point win. You is feel two, me? Is it two one? Or it, I think it's tied two two. Oh two. Oh okay. Two two. Okay. Oh my bad. My bad. Yeah man, we we got a we got a competitive series going on right there. Okay. And although I'm not a Sixers fan, you know how I feel about Jimmy Butler's style of play. I think they lost because he was being too aggressive in the last. I, game. I missed me? that game too. Yeah. Joel Embiid needed to do more. But wasn't he? Wasn't he hurt? Didn't he say he wasn't feeling good? Look, man, if he's playing, yeah, man, you suiting up, you got to put in work. I agree. Simple as that. I agree. But the young guys in the East are a lot better than I think a lot of people give them credit for. Uh, you know, I I hang my hat on experience as well. I think in the NBA, when it comes to the playoffs, you got to have experience to get you to the to the next level. Period. But what I'm seeing from the young guys, I'm seeing that they're fast learners. You feel me? Okay. The Greek freak, shooters around him in, in Milwaukee is giving the Celtics all the problems in the world. And without Kyrie last year, they could have been in the finals. That Came boy, within a couple minutes from being in the finals. That boy Kyrie, man. Another one of them guys who and, put his foot in his mouth. Exa- down 3-1. And I hated some of the comments we had from Kyrie early on in this season about how, how much he – in retrospect, appreciates LeBron uh-huh. and all of that talk about now I see what you were going through. It's like, look, this is what you asked for. Put in work. These guys got to the Eastern Conference Finals without you last year, bro. The man last night, the man, what was he, 7 or 22 from the field? He said he should have shot 30 times. I'm like, oh. Yeah, <sighs> so, but they got young talent over there who I feel with the right superstar, you know. They're getting their growth stunted, though, by Gordon Hayward. And Kyrie Irving, it's like Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, those guys should be, they should be much better by now. And, and I don't get it. Wait, wait. Oh, Brad Stevens definitely needs to take some of the brunt of that too, though. Let's not leave him out. Definitely can't leave him out. I don't know what him and uh, Gordon Hayward got you know going what they on got behind going. the scenes. You know what they got, that it, old Butler combo, man. Yeah, you know what man. it is. The, the great white hope, and you know, and, and 
all of that that comes with the Celtics, I think they be I think they're trying to force that on going hey with a little bit too much. Jason Tatum looks depressed, man. Uh, he's he's like, look, New Orleans, who who is yeah, it gonna be for it, me next year? Right. The NO? Like Bill Street, is it in my future? Mm. Let's get to it. But that's that's the danger of young, you know, young players as well, playing that's with their minds. Gotta look at your leader, man. Your leaders. You want to say Brad Stevens? I agree. You want to say Kyrie? I definitely agree. You want to combine the two? Definitely. But I think Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, their growth has definitely been stunted somewhere along the lines. And that Gordon Hayward thing, it's like, this guy ain't even healthy all the way. Come on, man. I got to play behind him? Okay. Okay. Do they have enough to come back from 3-1 against uh, Milwaukee? Cooked. Simple as that, huh? Cooked. Barbecued. I'm glad you said that because I remember I said the Bucks were my, were my favorite mine, to get to the Eastern Conference mine Finals. Mine too. People looked at me crazy. I okay. saw what Milwaukee was doing as far as building around Giannis, putting shooters around him, players with size, and it's coming to, coming into fruition. You, I love how they how they built that roster. I think those guys got a chance to go to the finals. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Guys who relish that role. Eric Bledsoe, he can play low-key. I've been thirsty for years. And be starving. And come in getting 17 and 6 on the low. Chris Middleton can shoot 4-19. Lock up. And, but, but play his role on the other end, a 6-7 defender. Yes, sir. And then you got my boy Pat Connaughton coming off the oak doing his 1-2. Uh, my boy George Hill, who looked like a bum. Ilya Sober. Ooh, come George on. Hill. Come George on. Hill looked like a bum playing with LeBron. About a lot of guys look like bums playing with the LeBron. LeBron. That's effect. another story. Yeah, we'll though. talk about that later. Yeah, but yeah, man, Milwaukee is looking decent. I, I definitely give you that one. All right, so the synopsis: Gino is not feeling the Sixers at all. Joel and B got to get his ass up out of here with with all the yapping and ain't done nothing. And Ben B E E N Simmons. Whew, man, I I don't know what to say. I'm actually disgusted with Ben Simmons. Shoot a jumper, bro. Just one for us. Leave pop culture alone, man. Stop <laughs> worrying about pop culture so much. Get in the gym and and, and take five hundred a day, man. That, you got the belt. You got the most coaches. You got the most look, money. That, There's that no Card- excuse. That, that Kardashian play, okay? Ben Simmons is is caught up in, in, in what Gucci say the sauce, bro. You mm. lost in the sauce right now. It's obvious to me, man. Okay, he got game. He needs to be working on, but hey, we'll see how he comes back. After this, you know, according to you, after they go home this year, he's going to have a lot of time on his Man, hands, bro. Not, nothing but time, brother. And the Celtics are cooked. Don't forget about it. We're we seeing eye to eye right there. Yeah. I think the Celtics got to go ahead and pack it up. It's been a depressing season, and, and it usually ends how it's been all year. It's a depressing end for the Celtics right now, bro. Yeah, on the West, Denver and Portland, it's a pretty good series, man. I wouldn't mind seeing that go seven. You know I'm rooting for Dame. But I think as far as that's concerned, Wesley Unsell Jr. needs to get a little credit for his defensive scheme, man. They saw what Dame did to Russ and those guys in Oklahoma. So he says, you know what? Not up in here. Not up in here, man. We're going to pick this guy up a little bit over half court. We're going to turn him into a playmaker, not let him get none of those 35-foot jumpers off, and see if he can make plays and see if these other guys can beat us. And we all know it's a CJ and Dame show. No disrespect to Chief. You know, Al Farik and Mark. Absolutely. Uh, 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 what's my boy? Mo, uh, Mo, Mo Harkless, uh-huh. CJ, and all the other guys. But, you know, it's if, if it ain't a Dame and CJ show, it's, it's, they pretty much cook, too. Hey, look, man, Denver is another one of those young teams with young talent that is learning fast, no learning doubt. on the run and having early success in the playoffs. No doubt. The Joker. The Joker is my man. His first playoff appearance, and he went seven, six or seven triple doubles already. Yep. And looking like they can send Portland home. You feel me? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, Will Barton, Jamal Murray over there on, uh, on, on Denver. Gary coming, Harris. Yeah, Gary Harris coming in and, and handling businesses is what you want to see from a young team like the Nuggets. And they're playing that Western Conference style of basketball that you mentioned, man. Up and down. Yeah. Scoring at will, you know, type of basketball. We're seeing it all from the Nuggets, but I love what we're seeing from the big man over there. Uh, the Joker, Jokic, triple double galore, facilitating the basketball, rebounding, scoring. 
he's really doing it all right now. Yeah, you got to give Mike Malone a little credit too, man. I think his message is resonating with the team. And, you know, when you when you rock with your coach, then you kind of, you know, give him a little more effort. No, no doubt, period, sure. period. Absolutely. And he, he's always had a reputation of being a, a player's coach. Yeah. He was Him and uh, his players on the Kings had a great relationship when yeah. he was over there. We know how DeMarcus Cousins uh, felt about him. Uh, so it, it's not a surprise to see the players rally around the coach. We definitely got to give uh, Mark Malone a bunch of credit over there in Denver for sure. And then the Houston and Golden State series, it became a little more interesting after last night's uh, Houston win. James Harden was knocking it down again, especially if he gets to take two extra steps. How, you know what? how can you defend it? You know what? That That series is so uninteresting to me, bro. No, me too. I, I just mean as far as it being tied up. I, I definitely don't mm -hmm. care about that series. I'm saying, like, I understand you, you're talking about Warriors versus Rockets, two high-powered high offenses, but I just don't enjoy watching James Harden play, dog. I, I cannot get, get into it, and I just feel like the Warriors are going to find a way to win no matter of what. Of course they are. It's like they're walking to the finals, and they're at a point where I'm tired of seeing it. Like, we, I, call, we call Houston style of uh, – Basketball, trash getball. Steve uh Steven Jackson called it something else. Called it bitch ball. <laughs> wow. Say what you want about the man Steven Jackson. Well, yeah, well, I, you know what? The the you can't touch him style of play, the you score, I score, back and forth, and we just waiting to see who's gonna have the last shot type right. of play. Okay. Um we want to see a little bit more hard-nosed play, and I understand the referees. I do feel like they've let them play more, but I can't stand watching the traveling and the ticky-tack fouls. The, the flopping. flopping. Oh, the my flopping. God. The, the flopping, flopping has gotten much, out of bro. hand. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous, man. So I'm turning the channel oh, I was watching the Golden State I, series. Yeah, I was watching the Cubs. I, wasn't, I didn't care. See y'all in the finals, Golden State. We'll say these words in this conversation for another time for y'all. Peace, Peace out. out. One of the questions, man, I, I know you get asked it a lot. I get asked a whole hell of a lot when they find out what we do with the bigs and how often we're behind the scenes. And one of the only um, independent news media outlets that are full access across the board, they say, yo, how, how are y'all getting credentialed to these games? Like, I, they know it's not an easy thing. They know reaching out to these PR people trying to get a response is a is an exercise in futility. But... We have had a lot of success when it comes to it. But one of the things that is always important for the people to know uh, when it comes to us is we're going to let y'all know what's real. The, okay? re the real. And we still have problems with credentialing and making sure that our access is taken care of as well. We run into some of those same hurdles that a lot of our peers in the industry run into trying to get uh, what they're doing off the ground. So we got a little... Behind-the-scenes stories to tell y'all to let y'all know what's been going on with us. It's kind of whack, man. Yeah, it's definitely whack, but we're going to keep it real and tell y'all what's going on. So, backstory, you know, the draft combine, the, the draft lottery, NBA events are always taking place in Chicago uh, in May, June, uh, every year for the last three years, and we're always, you know, trying to reach out to NBA representatives to cover these events. You know, if they're in our city, uh, we definitely want to be there and give our audience and black people a voice that we know is never really there in the first place. So Not really, is never there. Exactly. So unfortunately, man, these are three events that we've had uh, a hell of a hard time trying to get into and get credential, man. We've been stopped at the door a few times and just told no and... Uh, we thought we had a breakthrough this year, right? It was looking good, man. I got my email flooded yesterday. I just kept saying NBA, NBA, NBA. I'm like, oh, they finally jayed down with the brothers, man. They're exactly. going to let us in the building. Exactly. We were ready to do our thing. Uh, been in contact with the NBA for the last couple of weeks, and things were looking up. Gave them more information on who we are and what we do to kind of let them know, look, y'all got to fuck with us. Like the lock said, we out of streets, man. Exactly. We are who y'all need to to give, you know, 
the responsibility of covering. Y'all don't want to talk to these people anyway. Let us let us handle that. Right. Basically, that's how we come. We both got emails conf- uh, confirming that we were going to be able to cover these events. But 10 minutes later, man, they pumped the brakes on us, Joe. I came front. I was kind of salty at it. Looking at my email. I know you was tight. Uh, you know I was tight, bro. Looking at my email, we got the the standard uh, response when they just want to tell you, hell no. They like, look, unfortunately, due to space in the venue, we can't let you do your thing. Actually, um. Let me let me yeah, read let me ahead. let me read it. We for need him. we need the, the quote. We this need hundred percent. This is for you guys. Thank you for your interest in covering NBA Draft Lottery 2019. Unfortunately, space limitations and heavy demand preclude us from issuing your affiliation credentials for this year's NBA Draft Lottery for your outlet. However, should anything open up. We've kept your request on file and we'll notify you. Thank you. Now, for those who, you know, need a little bit of translation, that's AKA we'll holler at y'all. Yeah, next we'll holler at y'all next year. And actually, don't even hit us up again unless y'all want us to send y'all this bogus email again. Absolutely. That, that's exactly what it means. Uh, but we wanted to let y'all know, man, we're running into that as well. Me and Gino may just show up at the door because we got all the information to, sh- you know, the secret location where they. Picking up the credentials. NBA, we got that information. NBA, now don't make the brothers do that, man. Don't make the brothers do that, man. We've covered NBA basketball since 2015. Suffered through some tough years of covering the Chicago Bulls, but you can always catch us at the United Center. Shout out to shout out to our guy, uh, Matt. Yeah, yeah. He knows who he is. Shout out to him. But, Gino, we've covered the NFL draft. <laughs> Front and center. Multiple years, you know, in Grant Park. We cover the Bears. We cover the Bulls, White Sox, Cubs. They always have space for the bigs. You mean to tell me that the, the draft lottery doesn't have space for the, the two most wicked media members in Chicago? Hey, like Snoop said at the 95 Source Awards. Y'all ain't got no love for T-Time and Gene and Gino? Y'all don't love us? Y'all don't love us? I need to feel the love, NBA, because we've showed y'all a lot of love. NBA, man, check this out. I know this word has been floating around loosely for the last couple years. Actually, it's a term for the culture. And personally, myself, I'm sick of hearing the term because a lot of guys, they're not for the culture. They don't even know what the culture represents. But, Thank you, Gino. But us, again, man, the locks told y'all in the 90s or the early 2000s, we are the streets, man. It's a new day in the way people consume their coverage and their information and everything they do, man. And we are the trailblazers right now, man. We are the guys that are bringing this new set of uh, fans and this new set of people, their information, and man, you guys need to have people in your upper executive offices who are in tune with the streets, man, and who know what's going on on a ground level and who can get this information out to who it needs to be out there to. And that's us, man. And that's really all I got to say, man. It starts from the, it always starts from the top. When we have, when you're having problems, when things are going well and when things are going bad, regardless, it always starts from the top. 100% Gino. You know what I mean? And definitely on a, on a serious note, we play with it because we have fun with this, but it's important for the people to know and these teams that we deal with that we take pride in what we do, okay? We don't just show up to games because we love going to every game and all of that's cool, but we putting in work when we come there, man, okay? Man, it's a straight-up hustle, man. And when you deny us, you're not just denying Terrence Tomlin and Eugene McIntosh. You're denying the people, okay? We are the voice of the people when it comes to sports in this city. And any event that comes through this town, bigs need to be there. 100%, man. Okay? That's a message to everybody that's in the city wondering about credentials and how we get to do our thing. Hey, we still got to fight for ours and, and know that we're doing it for y'all. So if y'all want us to be at these NBA events, let them know. You know I mean, y'all have Twitter. Y'all have Facebook. I'm not going to drop no no emails and no phone numbers or no names or nothing like that, but y'all know how to research. Y'all know how to reach it, man. And, and shout out to my boy Ryan from the Souls of Liberty yesterday, at Souls of Liberty on Twitter, man. The, the guys, they holding it down. 
But they hit yes, me sir. up yesterday in the DM like, man, G, I know y'all covering the NBA draft lottery. Thank What's going to be cracking up there? And Thank I said, you. you think you know. And he was too tight. He gave me back a million frown, angry faces like, don't tell me they're not letting y'all in the building. I said, bro, have you ever seen us in the building? He said, no, you're right. He Thank said, you. man, and he asked like, man, well, what do we have to do? T-Time, just let you know what you got to do, man. Let them know if you want the bigs covering sports events throughout the city that we're having problems getting to, go ahead and, and knock on their doors. Let them know that you want two of the really sports media members in Chicago holding it down. And with that said, that's been your glimpse behind the scenes with the bigs for the day. Yeah, we're going we gonna to try to give you a glimpse in the, in the life of the bigs behind the scenes once once every episode, man, just to let y'all know. It, 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 it's never sweet. It's always a hustle. We always on the grind. And like T said, I, was, I did a podcast at my alma mater, Mount Carmel, yesterday. And I was just telling the, my young homie, uh, Christian Sanchez, the same thing. Like, man, it may look cool that you might see us on TV during the seventh inning stretch in the press box. Or you might see T, you know, down by the dugout giving Tim Anderson a high five after he just goes yard. And he sees Tom you know? on the other end and walks up and gives him a pound. But it's hard work, man. Y'all don't see the, the, the hours of the day that, that we spend looking at numbers and, and trying to memorize stats and trying to come up with questions to talk to Joe Madden personally and talk to Tommy Hadovy, the pitching coach, and, and Rick Hahn, the GM, and all of these different things that go into trying to bring you guys the most up-to-date, accurate information that we can. So, again, it, it, it might look cool, and it's very cool. It's, it's a privilege, but it's also hard work, man. Spoken like a genius. Wrapping it up, man, for the first edition of Rocking with the Bigs. You know we got to spread love and show love uh, to the people that rock with us, man. That's one of the things that you can always expect from me and my partner, Eugene. But we got to give all the love in the world, man, to one of our newly the big certified partners, man, Mess Studios, holding it down, letting us come in and do our thing. If y'all can see the surroundings, the, oh, the surroundings are beautiful. I hey, got lights behind me, I was going to say, it's lit, literally. Literally. Literally, man, the surroundings and the accommodations are A1. They rolled out the red carpet for the bigs. You know that's the kind of uh, treatment that we're used to, man. So it's nothing but love, respect, and we salute Mess Studios for letting us come and do our thing. Definitely shout out to my boy Ernest at Mess Marketing, man. Ernest is behind the scenes. I'm putting him on blast, man. He don't want to be known. He, But Ernest made this happen. Ernest Wilkins, man, y'all know Ernest from Red Eye, Red Bull, all the stuff he did. We've been in the hop together for a few years. Now we're doing this thing over here with Mess Marketing. It's official. And, man, if y'all want to find him online, this is mess.com, man. Get up with him. Show him some love. Drop him a line. And, man, come check out the spot. If y'all need somewhere to get down, man, these guys got it jumping over here straight up on Grand Avenue. Yes, sir, man. We just let y'all know what the plug is. Mess Marketing. Thank y'all so much for rocking with us, man. Follow us at It's The Bigs on Twitter, Instagram, TheBigs.us on Facebook. I'm your man, T-Time. You can follow me at Tomlin Does It on Twitter. I need no introduction, man. You already know. Just jump down with Stay Humble. I've been... You can hear my name, at Stay Humble. So that lets you know how long I've been on Twitter. I was one of the original Twitter Because I'm like, how did you get to hold that that name down? I'm that, sure a million mugs was like, I'm going to be Stay Humble. No, You ain't even had to put the number behind your stuff. You was the original. No, sir. I'm like Larry Hoover, man, one of the original 21s, bro. Hey. Shout out to Ernest. Shout out to Mess Marketing. It's the Bigs. You rocking with the Bigs. And it's official, man. Round one in the building. And we'll be back for so much more. It's us.